Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping communities of color with emphasis on women to live at their finest holistic health by being empowered to nourish their bodies, minds, and spirit so that they can flourish as health champions. I'm your host, Dr. Dolapa Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I am a board-certified family physician, health and fitness coach, and the founder of Living at Your Finest Company. Have you struggled with your holistic health, spirit, mind, and body? Perhaps you thought you had it all figured out, all for it to come tumbling over. Imagine consistently living at your finest health with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph on this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our health journeys using an exciting holistic approach, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some fun and candid dialogue. Hey, living at your finest health champions. How's life treating you? I hope you're all having a wonderful time so far. I'm truly honored that you're tuning in to listen. Thank you. Thank you to the new listeners and the veterans in the house. I'm truly honored. Thank you. I would like to just wish our fathers in the home a belated Father's Day. I hope you had a wonderful celebration. We tried our best in my home to make the dad in our house feel special. So I hope you were successful at that. Today, we begin a series titled Finest Living, where we dive deeper into what it means to live at the finest using the acronym FINEST. My last solo episode, I gave a snippet into the finest living, where we talked about what it entailed. You know, people always ask me what living at your finest really means. What does it mean to be a health champion without the mention of weight loss? And the reason is because using a holistic approach to treat the cost of a problem, the root cause of a problem automatically addresses the effects of weight gain. So the weight loss culture mostly speaks about a one-way approach, which science has proven to be unsustainable because the body adapts if you try to lose weight and that's all you're focusing on without the mindset and the biopsychosocial aspect you're bound to gain the weight again and it's just a roller coaster altogether so how about just living at our finest in all the facets of holistic care which we'll dive into. So for the next few weeks on my solo episode, I will discuss what the holistic approach of living at your finest means. But today I will start by addressing the basics of the F for the finest, which stands for fitness. We will dive into what fitness means, what are the misconceptions about fitness, and how can we make fitness sustainable. But it's time now to listen to our Living at Your Finest winner of the week, Miss Bumi Dara Maja. She shares how she wins weekly through her financial freedom strategy. She's a mother, healthcare professional, and income protection and replacement advocate. Thank you so much for sharing your win. Hello, my name is Bumi Dara Maja. I'm an African woman, mother, healthcare professional, as well as an income protection and replacement advocate. As someone who has 30 years of experience in healthcare industry, I have seen families crushed financially because of health crisis. I lost my dad and my brother to devastating disease called liver cancer. Thank God we were prepared financially, but there are many families out there who are not. 
I decided to take action to help other families and working with people going through health crisis. I realized that lots of families ended up financially broken and their savings are wiped out. Statistics say one out of two adults will have at least one chronic illness and 25% of these people will have one or more than normal daily activities uh, limited. Today, 75% of adults have responsibility to provide financial assistance to an elderly parent who's in need. Then I joined forces to help families protect their savings should there be health challenges. Since we have no crystal ball and life happens, should we not prepare ourselves? Yes, indeed. We provide free webinars on the third Sunday of every month and private consultation by invitation only. Through our income protection replacement plan, we have been able to help families financially secure themselves in case of health crisis. And that's my win. For Zoom link for webinars and financial consultation, email me at odaramaja@gmail.com. Please note that though I am a family physician, I am not your physician. My goal is to provide a platform for educational purposes and for all matters pertaining to health and personal development. The words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and do not reflect those of any organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with. Please consult your doctor for your specific needs. Thank you. Physical fitness, also known as exercise or movement, whichever one makes you feel more at ease, is just a state of health and well-being. And it's the condition of being physically fit and healthy, and it involves attributes that include, but not limited to a cardiovascular endurance, muscular strength, a muscular endurance, body composition, and flexibility. So as you can tell, it improves our health and reduces the risk of developing several diseases like type 2 diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular diseases, both immediate and long-term health benefits. So let's talk about them individually. So the two categories that I like to talk about the benefits, it's what it improves. So it improves our cardiovascular function. It improves our blood pressure, blood glucose. It helps with independence. So the get up and go test, if you've ever heard of that, meaning that you are sitting and then you get up. And as long as it doesn't take you more than 10 seconds, you're okay. It improves sexual function, improves our cholesterol and socialization. Now, what does it reduce? It reduces blood pressure as well. It decreases risk of certain cancers, mortality rates, decreases how many medications that we need to be on decreases dementia risk, as well as pain. So I know pain, joint pain, because of coming from a family history of osteoarthritis, which is to wear and tear of the joints. Anytime I didn't exercise, I was more stiff and it was hurting really bad. So definitely reduces pain when we exercise because we lubricate our joints. So those are the two big categories. Now, what are the two forms of exercise? We have EAT, which is E-A-T, which is exercise activity thermogenesis. And we have the NETS, which is N-E-A-T, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So when we talk about the exercise, which is the one that we tend to get questioned a lot by our physicians, if you exercise, they're referring to the EAT 
which is the exercise activity thermogenesis. We have four types here that we must all participate in. Endurance exercise, which raises our breathing and our heart rate to improve over a period of time. So that would be jogging, running, swimming, dancing. Strength exercises is another type, which increases our muscle mass, uh, strengthens our bone, helps to manage our weight. This includes body weight training, resistant band exercises, weight lifting. As we age, we can lose muscle mass, so we do need to strengthen that. Balance exercise that helps to improve stability and prevents fall while making daily movements easier. So all the things that we typically do, we definitely need to strengthen that. So balance exercises, chat chi. Standing yoga poses, all of that helps with balance. Now, flexibility is the final type of the exercise that falls under the eat. And this helps to relieve physical discomfort and improve mobility, range of movement and posture so that you're not slouching, you know. So things like stretches, yoga, Pilates, these all tend to help. Now, what's about the other category of exercise, which is the NEAT, which is the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So this interestingly includes shopping, gardening, fidgeting. Who knew that fidgeting was a good thing? So great idea for us to keep moving and stay active. I have patients that come and say, I, I work out. I, I'm so busy at work, up and down, up and down, pacing, you know, driving, dropping boxes, walking, you know, just whatever it is they do. That's great. That's keeping you active. That is your NEAT. But it doesn't replace the eat, neither does the eat replace the meat. So we need to constantly be active because our bodies were meant to move. But we also need to take time out to do the other form of exercise, which we ramp up our heart rate and we do strength training. They all add up. So how do we calculate our total energy and expenditure? So our total energy expenditure is the amount of calories burned by the body in one day. And it's adjusted based on our level of activity. So if you're sedentary lifestyle, moderate or strenuous. So this composes of three major components. We have the resting basal metabolic rate, and we have the thermic effect of feeding and the thermic effect of activity. So all of these adds up to give us our daily energy and expenditure. So very important for us to know all of this so that next time when we're sitting down and not doing anything, we know that we're not taking that into account. Thank you for your support to the Living at Your Finest podcast. Friendly reminder to please subscribe on iTunes if you have not done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. So what are those misconceptions that are out there as we proceed with the rest of the podcast episode, Finest Living, Understanding Fitness? So some questions that I get asked a lot. So how often am I supposed to exercise? Is it supposed to be an hour a day? Is it supposed to be every day? Well, the American Heart Association has recommended at 150 minutes a week with two to two days of strength training. That's the recommendation for general health benefits, moderate aerobic exercise. Now, if you're trying to prevent weight gain, that is between 150 to 300 minutes per week, 
And if you're trying to prevent weight regain, then it's even higher. But I always say start somewhere. If you're someone that doesn't even exercise at all, at least start with one day. And then as you build your stamina, as you start to get all those free, free um, feel-good hormones, then you can increase it. But always start with a goal in mind. I used to think that I could outrun my bad diet. And no, that's not the, you can't lose weight solely on exercise. You would have to improve your nutrition. The exercise is, of course, to make you feel good, build up the muscles. It complements the nutrition. So that is definitely one misconception. Please don't eat a cookie and think you're going to go run it off because it takes a whole lot to do that. And the body is more complex than that. Now, for you to be able to sustain the exercise, you have to create SMART goals. And I'm sure a lot of us have heard about what SMART goals means. It means SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time. So all of this has to be put in place for you to actually get it done. All right, another misconception out there is, is it okay to work out on an empty stomach? Oh, that's a big one. Now, it depends on when you're working out. It's, and again, we are all our best teachers. If you have tried it, I've done it both ways. Where I worked, I act before I worked out. And because I work out mostly first thing in the morning, it's okay for me. I'm not that hungry. But depending on how vigorous your workout is, it's not. there's nothing wrong with putting something little in your tummy, nothing too heavy. But definitely after your workout, you want to eat a healthy meal, a balanced meal, carbohydrates and proteins because your muscles are broken down. And for you to restore those muscles, you have to eat your carbs, healthy carbs and your protein to restore. You don't want to, which is something I did for a very long time. I will say I'm not hungry and I wouldn't eat, I'll just stay hydrated. But we need to rebuild those muscles with protein and good carbohydrate, all right? Other questions that you know people ask, how do you stay motivated? Well, good music always helps, good music. Good music, ac accountability. I find out that whenever I tell people what I'm doing, I find a buddy, we do it together and then know, understand your why, why you're doing it. Remember that you are your own best teacher. Your competition is you, the yesterday you and not um, your next door neighbor. Of course, you can use them to be inspired, but you have to continue the race. It's all for progress and not perfection because when you are making progress every day, then you strive to be better for you and not for other people. So. Another misconception is stretching. People just don't like to stretch before and after. I used to do that until I really understood the true benefit. You want to always stretch before you exercise, and that is called the dynamic stretching. So you get the, especially if it's first thing in the morning, you got to get the blood pumping to prevent injury, blood flowing. So you do dynamic, you know, like repetition, stretch. And then when you're done, because of the lactic acid that has already been released from the muscle that has worked out, you want to stay hydrated and you want to stretch. When you stretch, you flush it all out and you prevent soreness. So, so important. Don't just up and go. Even if it's just quick five minutes or less, just stretch. And then this is where you do static, um, where you just maintain a stretch for at least 10, 10 seconds or more to get that lactic acid out. So there's tons of misconceptions that are out there, but I've only just scratched the surface so that we know that the F for finest is fitness. 
and what it entails, how we need to always make sure that exercise complements our nutrition, more about nutrition when we get to the end part, and how we can stay motivated, and how we can make sure that we don't do too much all at once, which I've done before, exercise for two hours, and then I'm so tired and drained, and I don't want to do it again. One last misconception before I wrap up is there are times, yes, when we're losing weight on exercise and a good nutrition, the body naturally adapts to that. And it's afraid that you're losing more weight. It doesn't want you to lose weight. It wants you to maintain the weight that you have. It doesn't know that you're overweight. It just feels like you're, you're losing weight and something's happening here. Let's hold up, hold up. Let's do something about this. So you definitely, your body gets used to the exercise. So you want to change it up a little bit. You want to challenge your muscles again, do something different, do something new. Uh, when you find that you're really, really hungry after exercise, if you eat a well-balanced milk, healthy oils and fat, it will keep you full. If you rest after you know you work out one muscle group, that also helps to with the healing. There's such a thing as over exercise. You exercise to the extent that you increase your cortisol levels. So you, you're causing a lot of stress stimulation. So you have to be careful. You have to listen to your body and what it's saying to you. So I hope that this has been helpful as we discuss finest living, understanding fitness. So exercise contributes to improve health and well-being. So make it a priority. It's never too late to start. Just pay attention to your fitness goals. How does it meet your needs and your ability? And just show up every day, getting better. So until next time at the Living at Your Finest podcast, remember that together we can triumph as health champions because we need to, we deserve to, and we most certainly can achieve to live at our finest holistic health. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you would be transformed to take actionable steps to triumph at Living at Your Finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily Join me on Facebook and YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we can learn together. You know my favorite hashtag, hashtag healthier together. See you soon. Take care and God bless.